I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film stew, and this is our latest review. Barbie, also known as part one of Barbenheimer. Directed by Greta Gerwig, Barbie is the fancy comedy film based on the Barbie fashion dolls by Mattel. It is the first live-action Barbie film after numerous computer-animated direct-to-video and streaming TV films. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Barbie yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, what is Barbie about? Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colourful and seemingly perfect world of Barbieland. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. I mean, yeah, that that sums it up. There's a little bit more to it. But look, the the whole idea, the concept of of there being a Barbie movie, you know, you like you you take a toy, this toy that's been around for, for decades. 50, 60 years, something like that, maybe more. I don't know. Who who even knows? Maybe this movie would have told us. Can't remember. You adapt it into a live action, full length feature film. You star you, you cast Margot Robbie as the title character. Looks the part. Uh, th- there were some various iterations of what a Barbie movie could have potentially looked like. You know, there the things floating around with like um uh, what's her name? That that chick you don't like. Um, well, don't say it like that, but you're referring <laughs> to Amy Schumer. <laughs> That's the one. Look, I like her. I, I enjoy her her comedy and stuff. It's you know she's brass. But anyway, this is something different. This is this is Mattel on the big screen doing something that they're not really um you know they haven't really been dabbling in. They are in the movie industry now, and they've launched with this as. There's so much going on. There's so much to unpack here. Look, we were even questioning, what is this movie? What type of movie is this? Is it safe for kids? Can you bring your daughters? Trailers came out. They're talking about beaching each other off. What is this movie? <laughs> PG rating here. Sounds like it's kid safe. I mean, there's a lot. What is this movie? Let's just start with Barbie as a toy. I've got two girls. They are both Barbie mad. I live in a Barbie household. When we're oh, in Barbie land... You're meant to say a Barbie world. You're a, <laughs> you're a grown man living in a Barbie world. Life is plastic. <laughs> in the movie, when we are in Barbie land, yeah, Barbie land, it looks like my kid's playroom. We have <laughs> so much Barbie. Barbie dolls, vehicles, dream houses, the works. My girls were very excited. I was concerned with the beach off part of that trailer. We knew it was a PG-13 in the US. Had a feeling it was going to be an M-rated movie for us. And for the longest time, this movie didn't actually have a certificate. It was so close to coming out before it was announced to PG. My girls have seen it. I went to the premiere. Uh, which was 
an experience all in itself. Fortunately, my girls were away because I only had a plus one and I've got two girls. <laughs> so it, I couldn't have picked one and left the other. So on uh, Universal Pictures, on behalf of Warner Brothers, they invited us. Um, it was described as the best premiere ever. <laughs> That's before I even went. This is the point where I pointed out I was not your plus one. I did not go to this, but my choice, my choice. I I declined the invite. I went with my wife later. But please go on. Tell me about how this was the greatest premiere ever. <laughs> hey, listen. It was a Monday. I went to the Barbie premiere. The following day, you went to the Oppenheimer premiere. So <laughs> a little bit quieter. I mean, the movie was louder. Definitely, um, the premiere was definitely. More low key. Um, <laughs> it was an experience, but um, but yeah. But point being, I got to see the movie earlier. But Bob again, for me, it was like a nightclub. Like it really was like the vibe. It was like a nightclub. You know, there's a DJ. I saw photos. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pink and pink and hey, look, there was a little bit of pink. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole thing, but I'd seen it ahead of time, and I thought, do you know what? I think my my girls would go okay with this, and then opening day. Uh, my wife talked them and and they both enjoyed it and there's things in here that well there's a lot of things in here that isn't necessarily for for kids but kids don't get it like my six-year-old didn't get it it's that type of innuendo kind of crude humor that they just don't understand it goes over their head it's not in your face where it's like Oh, mummy, daddy, what does that mean oh like that oh like i you know feeling some oh i'm hearing a bad word like no no it's they don't get it and they just they don't think of it it works it really does so this does play very much i'm gonna say it plays safe in terms of eh, it's safe for kids and families and, and i guess that's the appeal and you know what like looking at the trailers like i had all these weird conspiracies that like halfway through this movie it was going to take this weird dark turn and that's not saying this movie does go to different places and you know, like heavier kind of themes and stuff, which is fantastic that it does it, and it does it so well. But literally, like once they left Barbie Land, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be Barbie and Ken trying to maneuver the real world, and and that's where all the conflict and stuff is going to happen. But they very much went back to Barbie Land pretty quickly. A lot of this movie is set in, as you described, the Barbie Land like play set. Well, like and. The, the things that they're putting on screen that they've created, like these sets, um, it just everything is hard and solid. There's no like liquids or other sorts of materials. Everything is, besides clothing, like everything's like there. It's physically there and it's, it looks glorious. And I think that's, that's it. It's like for kids watching, especially, you know, like those who enjoy playing with Barbies and having those, they can see their, you know, like the, the, the vehicles that they've played with the maybe that dog that poops i don't know like it's all yeah everything it's it's all it's that all toys it's yeah it's there's all, a lot made anything new for yeah. this movie it's which is really cool yeah there's definitely a lot that would yeah would apply to kids um yeah you're right they do go back fairly quickly don't they i thought there'd have been more time in the real world you know one of my favorite bits about this movie visually is how they get to and from barbie land and i didn't know <laughs> until recently like how they actually achieved that effect because it's not cgi it's all sets with people at either side out of frame of the camera 
moving the water if they're in the boat, they're in the spaceship, they're on the bike. And it's it's like a play. Like it's like, like a, a play. Of, and and you've yeah. got people that are moving the set. Oh, it's so cool. It's really yeah, I really liked it. I didn't know that that's how they did it until after after watching the movie. But yeah, it is a lot of it is in Bible. And I thought in the middle of the movie, maybe it might lose my kids a little bit, but they're still following Barbie and Ken. In in Barbie Land, I do like how certain things are a bit too big. You know, just like again, some of the Barbie <laughs> yeah. toys in, in my house and and just the Barbie house doesn't have stairs. It has that slide to come down. But she kind of like just lifts and moves. And that's how kids had to play with their Barbies back in the day before yeah, and I mean, and that's the newer dream houses. The, uh, the, the, the goddess actually is Helen Mirren as the narrator. She points out that exact thing where it's like in Barbie land, you know, like there are no stairs or, you know, steps or elevators or whatever. So you just float down as if someone was picking you up because that's yeah. how you would play with your Barbie. The, the sort of like the approach that they've had of of like the whole concept of what Barbie Land is, and and I mean look, the movie does kind of play with the idea that it's like it doesn't, it's not really clear on what it is. Like, is it a location? Is it some other kind of dimension? Yes. Um, so that's that's that whole joke. So, like, what is it? So when we're in Barbie Land, I kind of like the whole approach that they've got to, I guess, all of those elements that it's like it is kind of like a manifestation of what we're playing with has all, but it's like also it's like, I don't know, some sort of like reflection of what someone is doing. And each of the Barbies that exist is an actual toy somewhere in someone's home. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it's, it's mental. And I think you it, just, if that's the just, idea, yeah, it's, it's mad. It is. I, I think you kind of just comparison yeah. is, it's like the approach they had with the Lego movie and lots of the right. humor and the jokes where it's like, we understand what this toy is and both the pros and a lot of the cons of having that, like a Lego figure can only move in a certain way. So a lot of the humor sort of related to that with the Barbie dolls, like you said, some things are awkwardly sized. There's no doors, there's no well, there are the doors, but there's no slot like stairs and, and things like that. And things are, super plastic there's no sand like there's it's i don't know there's so much humor to all i think it's elements. easier just, i'm having a ball I'm just if having you just a ball yeah just go moment. with it just go just with, with it it, yeah. it is what it is but when talking about there being a toy and it's linked to something in the real world it reminded me a little bit of the movie us by jordan peele people are tethered oh, sure yeah <laughs> so it can get quite dark if you think about it like well, that's why like that <laughs> This movie could have really gone down that. But it doesn't, and you you just take it. The character played by Kate McKinnon, you know, like the weird Barbie, hilarious. But like the the concept is that she was played with a little too hard, drawn on her hair was cut. She's always in the doing the splits. Like it, I think most kids got at least (laughs) one weird Barbie in their Barbie collection. So it's a it's a really I I do. (laughs) It's a really good gag and. Kay McKinnon is perfect, you know, at, at doing that. You know, I read something today that before they settled on what the design and what the movie was going to be, they played around with the idea of just like a Barbie doll, like their hands being like flippers. 
So they wouldn't have like individual fingers. And they tried that that as an idea for a while. Apparently Kate McKinnon was the one that was the better of being able to do that, use hands like flippers. And then they didn't end up doing that. So then they made a point of having Barbie, the Margot Robbie Barbie, to never wear rings. Just like with Barbie herself, because the fingers are stuck together like flippers. Like in the trailer, you see it in the movie where she stands on like, her feet aren't flat on the ground, and that's a gag later on. Flat feet, and the way that she's stood. <laughs> what <And> is the, it? <laughs> in the interview with Margot Robbie, like they wanted to be able to do that um, with her doing it herself. So that's like like sticky table on the floor. So that's where she stood on the shoes. So they lifted her feet, lifted out easily from the shoes. But then what you didn't see above, there was a bar that she was pulling herself up on. So there you go, movie magic. Wow. That's how they yeah. That's how they achieve that. <laughs> just all all that stuff. It's I don't know. It's really cool. Like the again, it's just it just feels like they they understand what the Barbie doll is as a toy, as a plastic figure. But then it also branches out into understanding what I guess like the idea, the concept of a Barbie doll represented when it was first created, how it evolved, what it means in modern times, and and then it dives into, you know, male, female kind of gender bits and pieces, which I'm going to say now, like, I feel like they handled really, really well. But before we get into all of that, like, you're a, you're a male, um, as yes. far as I'm aware. So am I. I can, I can confirm. Um, it sounds like we had no problem attending this movie, going to it and, and being like, yep, yeah, we're watching this movie, loud and proud. I feel like this movie, just like the trailers say, you know, like, if you hate Barbie, if you love Barbie, you're a boy or a girl, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, this movie is for everyone. And it really is that accessible. Like, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Um, it's a comedy. It made me laugh. So, job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, the, I am... That's the outline, yeah. <laughs> I am, you know, chatting to people and, you know, chatting to blokes. Oh, yeah, now nah, the missus... Uh, she's going to take our daughter, or the wife, she's going to take, oh, yeah, not for me. No, no, no. <laughs> it's no, like, missing out, mate. Yeah, that's, that's all you know, I can say. You are missing out. Oh, yeah, so some sure. people just aren't going to give it a chance, but clearly enough people are because this is doing great guns at the box office. Um, I mean, this is a big one for Warner Brothers on the back of The Flash, which wasn't I mean, a big pretty, one. <laughs> I think it might just be domestically, but I'm pretty sure it's already exceeded just domestically what the flash has made again probably domestic maybe yeah, i don't know something like I, that. Heard, I, I read something and i was like wow it's 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 pretty crazy but that's just like that. this. so there's a there's a big monologue in in this movie uh, uh america ferrera is that how you pronounce her yeah. name the ugly betty actress or i know her more f- from superstore great show and sure. uh, she was one of the main main actors in that yeah, I mean, because the whole thing is that Barbie thinks that it's the young girl. It ends up being the young girl's mom, and she's the one that missing her daughter and the time they spent together. She's the one that was sending all the dark thoughts of dying to to Barbie, <laughs> and they get together. But then she has that big thing about you know Barbie's all about you can be anything. You know, it's in all the marketing, and in Barbie Land that's true. But then you come to the real world, and what Ken finds is. Ah, it's the opposite of 
of Barbieland. And yeah, she has that big monologue. And as a parent of two daughters, and you've got a daughter, it's you know, it does carry carry some weight because you know, you obviously you want the you the best for your for your kids. So I thought the messaging was great. And if you're older, you're gonna pick up on that. And if you're younger, like my youngest, you're just thinking about the pink and you know, and everything else that's been well, going maybe, on. Hopefully, like if they're the right type of age influential enough to hear the message and, and actually be like yeah like we can we're girls and we can do things and like this movie does what i really like about how they handle you know like the like the i guess like the whole gender side i mean in a way it's kind of like there is a big divide between two genders in this movie men and women and how essentially you know the world is ruled and ruled in quotations but I just love the fact, like, how they're handling it. It's in such good nature, good, wholesome, just engaging kind of, like, humour. Like, it's it's through comedy. So the gags that we're getting where we've seen Ken being like, you know, he's seen the men, you know, in their corporate suits and driving the big trucks and they're riding the horses and he's just feeling feelings he's ever felt, but it's all coming through a comedic way. And, then, you know, like, you have actually she has a lot of these america ferrera like um she's got you know a big monologue about how hard it is essentially to be a woman in in this day and age and it's sort of like you've got to be this way but also not like that and you have to do this and all that i mean i can't repeat it as well as she did but it was quite engaging but again like a lesser a lesser written movie like a weaker written movie would have had i hate to say but it to elevate and empower like you know the female sex it would it would demote demean kind of bash on the male gender this movie doesn't do it like it just highlights hey being a woman is like this sometimes it sucks but there's so many pros to it there's so many amazing things and at the same time it has fun with you know how silly men can be sometimes that's all good and it, i don't know it just worked really well I, at no point did i sit there as a male in his 30s thinking man this movie is attacking me in some way i felt so comfortable watching this and just <laughs> enjoying yeah what they're doing. and that i think that just shows how well written smartly crafted this is like I, I mean i'm gonna sit here and just sell it this is such a smart intelligent intelligently more intelligent than me um <laughs> intelligently written comedy like it's funny yeah. no i i agree yeah really really smart at the same time and it handles all of that stuff with the gender roles and just yeah and then you know you get back to barbie land and it's like the the kens and her have taken over and it's but this is the thing i i did it, it's one of those things where sometimes you're shown things in a trailer and you don't realize what they're showing you because you don't have the context right. but this movie caught a surprise Ken becomes a bit of a villain. Like obviously, he's the villain, it's and he, he takes and over. <laughs> yeah, him some slack. He's kind of the villain, but then it goes back, and obviously, and he and he takes and he takes over. But then that part of the movie, quite a bit of that is used in the trailers, but you've got no idea. You don't know what they're showing you. So that was really because smart you, yeah, of you the just trailers. Crazy wacky times in Barbie Land, like yeah, always, but, you know, yeah. party and stuff. Ken Ken goes rogue and he recruits all the other rogues. I've got to say, 
Ryan Gosling, he's fantastic in this. He he's really good with the expressions. He's doing so much as Ken, like more so early on before you know he turns to the dark side, but earlier on, and just the way he's responding to her and giving the knowing looks and and all of that, and just again that montage of when they first go into the human world and they're on the bike. And she and he's like huffing and puffing, and he's he's slouched. And then she looks at him, and he sits up straight, and he confidently bikes, starts cycling again. Ah, oh, yeah, I was getting a lot out of out again, of him. It's that it's that understanding of like what sort of the Ken doll represents, and it's like he exists. The the Ken toy exists to serve Barbie, pretty much, and that's what's here. You know, like Margot Robbie, like what she's what she's doing in her performance, like even the things like with her feet, how she's holding herself, like almost so perfect. And then that sort of just dis- almost like disintegrates as the movie progresses, as she is more exposed to the reward and stuff. But then you've got the, you know, what Ryan Gosling's doing as Ken. And and it's in his dialogue at the start where he says, you know, like it's only a great day when she looks at me yeah, because that's his purpose. Like he exists purely to be noticed by her. And that's why, and then, translation of that concept is he's just pining over her he's he's obsessed in love with her she is happy just with him as a friend that is a a staple thing that i i think most of the men on this planet have probably gone through and probably women as well vice versa all that kind of stuff so it becomes this relatable thing through this thing that's based on such a simple premise with the toy's existence translated into this whole thing. This movie is insane. Yeah, it, is it really so is. Well done. Where do and you then think... A... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where do you think the Ken sleep? I imagine there's a big cave somewhere and they're all just piled up in a cave because they don't have their own greenhouse. I reckon they just go out into like a dark patch of Barbie land and then just stand there. And then just close their eyes. <laughs> they just <laughs> they just switch off. They don't actually lay anywhere. They don't have a home. Like, where do the Kens live? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I like, never thought they, about it. Before it's, seeing the film, though, uh, listen to the song I'm Just Ken, which they did officially release ahead of the film. Mark Ronson wrote the song largely as a joke and recorded a demo for Greta Gerwig, not seriously expecting it to be included on the soundtrack. She loved it. And then she shared it with Ryan Gosling. He put his own spin on it. He felt very strongly about the song and about Ken. And yeah, and just made it his own. And it is a it is a great yes. song. Yeah. Since this movie, Spotify in the car with the girls, been playing Barbie the album a lot. This is a good song. <laughs> I'm just Ken. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. I mean, look, a lot of the songs in this movie, like, you know, like then you've got your, you know, generic go-to sort of poppy type of music, which is, which is, which is fine and it works. And, you know, there's that whole, there's that dance number, you know, that, that gets interrupted with Barbie being like, you guys ever thought about death? Like there's that whole sequence yep. and that song is obviously quite prominent in it. You know, like the Aqua's Barbie Girl is sampled. I can't remember the artist that's doing the, the track in this, but like that's in there. And there's, the music works for for this movie. It has the, the songs have the energy, like you said. That Ken song has, you know, it's quite humorous, and everyone loves a, a good old male delivered ballad. But he sells about. it. He really sells. I mean, yeah. keep in mind, right? He was 
when he was a kid, a part of the what was it called? The Mickey Mouse Club? What was that called? With... Club, Mickey Mouse Club. But you know, there was um, Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera. Mm. They were all in. The, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Mickey Mouse yeah, Club, whatever Mickey it was. Yeah. But they would sing and dance, and I guess in his recent career, he's not done too much of that. So he was able to lean into that, I guess, from his youth I and mean, bring I'm, that back. I'm, I'm going to La La Land, but um. Oh, of I mean, course. I've not seen that one yet, but is that dancing or singing as well? I thought it was just dancing. Oh, there's singing, man. He sings. Okay. Oh, sure. oh there we go. There we go. I'm just... Awesome. Yeah, that's... Singing, that's dancing a, all the time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's an obvious one. But we do get lots of Kens in here. Kingsley Ben Adir. Really weird seeing him in this whilst also watching him in Secret Invasion, playing two very, very different characters simu lu obviously shang chi what was the other show he did kim's convenience people kim's like convenience, him. Yeah. people like him from that we've well, got well we'll just keep relating people to the the mcu and where they've been in that that's the best <laughs> um john cena not mcu dc there you go he's mermaid <laughs> ken <laughs> which is pretty funny yes um oh, somebody in here i had no idea it was going to be in it but it was fun playing Sugar Daddy Ken, Rob Brydon. Loved that. Yeah. <laughs> that and again, was hilarious. The dog's name is Sugar, and he's the dad. And he's the, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. What I like, what's amazing is that like you have these wacky characters, and you just got to remind yourself. And if you if you're not aware, you wait to the credits, and they show you that these were real toys. Here are the real ones. Like they existed, maybe discontinued or maybe cancelled after the first week or something, but. All of these things are real. Like all these crazy, crazy characters. Well, like Alan, played by Michael Sierra. Alan was Ken's friend. Yeah. And the thing about Alan, he was the same size as Ken, so you could put Ken's clothes on Alan. There you go. That was a selling <laughs> yeah, they, point. They all, yeah. And he was he married. He was definitely in this movie. He was married. He was married to Midge. She's the pregnant Barbie who's in this. Who's, well, oh she's not God. called Barbie. That she's Midge. Not- yeah, that it's not like, explored in this movie, was it? No, it's not. But it, it was a known thing. It was a known thing. Sure. Yeah, those. So she was. It was a whole thing with Mattel, like back in I can't remember what decade it was, where Midge was a pregnant toy without a husband, and it was problematic at the time. And then <laughs> later <laughs> on, and they, they couldn't make it Ken, right? They couldn't make it Ken. No, <laughs> later on they married Midge and Alan. There you go. It was a thing. Yeah, yeah, Barbie Michael history. Sierra, like, definitely in this movie more than I thought. Like, I thought he would Same. be. Well, to be fair, I really thought they weren't going to be staying in Barbie Land long. Um, but because they obviously go back, and, and he's there, and he's almost like an ally to the Barbies when the Kens take over. So that, yeah, really weird. And look, just great having some little sequences with him, which is good. Yeah, he was really good value. You know, when we get to, when they're in the real world and they're at Mattel and you've got Rhea Perlman's character. Mm. Honestly, what I thought they were going to do there, because, I mean, Warner Brothers do have quite a bit riding on this Barbie movie. I mean, again, like it's, you know, it's going to be really, you know, good for them. But they, oh God, was it around the time, maybe even before Barbie was released, uh, Warner Brothers announced that they're essentially not necessarily in active development, but they're looking at adapting 45 yeah. Mattel toys 
into movies. So when we see Rio Perlman's character, I had a feeling, and, and I'm glad they did not do this. I thought they were going to be teasing like other Mattel toys because she was in Mattel, Mattel headquarters. And I thought maybe they were going to like try and tease some <laughs> things they'd like to make into I mean, fun. look, it, they they literally were at Mattel. It's something they could have done. Um, I mean, I'm surprised there weren't even references to... Look, they, I saw a reference to Uno towards oh, the, the end of the movie. Oh, right. I think it was like in the little cubby house that Will Ferrell comes out of. Um, but oh, we need to besides talk about that, it was, it, it was all very much focused on Barbie, even when they're at Mattel. Again, the only room she goes into is the ghost of Ruth, which is, which is pretty cool. I mean, I had a... I couldn't remember the the name of the the woman, the, the creator of Barbie, but when she said Ruth, I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's the I'm pretty sure that's the creator. So I did see that coming, but um, when they said she was a ghost, I was like, wait, it, like, are they actually going to play her off as a ghost, or is she just a woman like that's her office? <laughs> so I didn't know what was happening, and it literally is no, she's the ghost. And then it gets all wacky, but we'll we'll come back to her. Yeah, you're there. right though. Um, the creator of Barbie was Ruth Handler, also known as Barbara. Yeah, and Barbie well, her and daughter. Ken. Yeah, Barbie she and named Ken. Barbie after her daughter Barbara. There we go. There we go. Oh, um, man, there you go. Her brother Kenneth Handler. There you go. We all know mm. Barbie, mate. We all know Barbie. So let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about Will Ferrell because he's there. He's the big CEO, Mattel, and he's got his minions. I thought he was gonna do more. Like, I thought well, they like, would set him up as, you know, sometimes well, like when, when we're talking about a film, like, okay, so if we took this moment out or this plot point or this character, would it still be the same Will film? Carol, yeah. It's the same film. It is the same film. I, without I can it. agree with that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Big, well, Will, I mean, a big fan of his. Don't get me wrong. And there's some fun sequences, and he's got some good gags, which you know you'd expect to Will Ferrell. But yeah, I mean, again, Ken ends up being the villain. I thought it was going to be the guys at Mattel, like you know, Barbie and Ken were on the loose. They were going to yeah. capture them. They were going to send them back. I suppose the purpose of his character, at least initially, is is to have the whole like sort of, I guess, half-assed explaining. The what Barbie Land is, how Barbie is there, the crisis of the, the idea of we can't have Barbie loose in the real world, like that's chaos, like the world would eat itself or whatever he says. Like, I don't but know, then the film ends so, with Barbie in the real world, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get to all that. But you're right, like if they had literally had Will Ferrell's character as the CEO being like, look, this needs to be dealt with, sorted. We've got to do something, but then his character sort of is a pun here, but like sort of put away, like we don't need him anymore, and he doesn't show up again, or maybe pops up for a little gag at the end or something. But nothing that would have worked happens. as well. Because, you know, it's like yeah, it is, takes him a really long time to get to Barbie Land. Like, like for is reason. there is there a risk here? Like, should humans be in Barbie Land? I mean, what could happen? Nothing. Nothing happens. When all the suits get to Barbie Land, what's going to happen? We'll just go home again. Like nothing happens. Like that. I don't know. I, I, I mean, 
they learn a it's presented it like they learn a lesson like he's like ah oh, now i understand something i can't read something like, oh, i understand things now like you've taught me yeah days blah 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 but you're right like it it doesn't really serve any purpose you could remove him and not have him there but having said that though I enjoyed seeing his scenes with where he's just sort of saying something or yelling at that. Is he an intern or just that guy? That guy that's not one of the suits. The uh, Connor Swindell's character. Oh, Aaron right, Jenkins. yeah. Like, I don't know, him like just sort of, you know, very subtly abusing him. <laughs> like, you know, there's little moments there, but you're right, bigger picture story, you don't actually need him. I'm with you with that, yeah. The there's a whole bunch of other Barbies in this as well. We can rattle through. I mean, Barbie's this this thing where it's like you know she can be anything. She can be a doctor, a lawyer, the president. No, 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 no. So we've got a whole bunch. So we've got you know like oh, I mean there's midge and stuff, but there's writer Barbie, President Barbie, and there's you know some pretty cool actresses like playing them like Issa Rae, Harry Neff, Alexander Ship, Emma Mackey. Um, there's a whole bunch of mermaids, diplomat Barbie. Like it's it's cool. And again, they play into you know, uh, some story points as well with Barbie literally where she's literally on the ground and she's like, I'm at my lowest point. Maybe one of the more organized leadership-based Barbies can can take over and, and you know, get something done. And it's like, well, she's making some solid points. <laughs> but she and also like the fact that yeah. she's the stereotypical Barbie. That's what I was going to say. Oh, like it's, oh, it's you, like you the average the- one. Yeah. Even though she's the bombshell for being that, but it's oh, like yes. she's, on that, she's the average one. It's a good gag when she's in the real world and everything's going wrong for her and she just feels ugly. And then as the narrator, Helen Mirren's like, note to, what is that, note to the producers or whoever. Note to note the, the filmmakers. The of this movie or the filmmakers. Yeah. That's it. Casting Margot Robbie in this role, you're not making the point you think you are. That <laughs> 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 was really funny. Oh, do you know what? A wonderful moment in this movie, and it is sort of like a, it's a questionable, like, you know, without thinking about it further, it's sort of like, oh, was that really needed? That moment on the, at the bus stop, you know, like you've got that sweet little moment where Margot Robbie's, well, Barbie, I should say, is, is sort of like really embracing her crying, you know, like she's like, what is this? What's happening? There's the old lady that's sitting on the other bench, and if, like Barbie's never seen somebody age before. Like all the people that she knows are, you know, like perfect in their prime, best shape of their lives, youthful. And she's looking at this woman who's obviously like, you know, wrinkly. She's very elderly. And she just says, like, you know, like, you are so beautiful. It's just such a sweet moment. I'm like, wow, like this is this movie's doing something different here. And it's just very sweet. I liked it. It is, it is. To give um, <laughs> the the old woman credit, you're talking about Academy Award winning costume designer Anne Roth. But Anne you're... Roth. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. She's... I was referring to the character, not the <laughs> But your description <laughs> of the... the... Sure, I yeah. thought... Well, I mean, her, that her was... character's name is Woman on the Bed. <laughs> it is. I thought, I didn't know if uh, Ruth Handler was alive or not. I thought that was going to be the creator of Barbie or it was supposed to mm. be the creator. Um, some people thought that it was. Um, my wife took a lot of convincing. <laughs> I think she now believes me that it's yeah, like Roth. The, what we're trained to think is it's some sort of cameo for some 
Yes. So not, and I mean, I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, it definitely um, had that feel. You know, I read something with uh, Greta Gerwig, and she was basically saying that one of the notes that she got was to either remove that scene or cut it down. And her response was to take that scene out of the movie. She doesn't even know what the movie is anymore. So she was so passionate. Well, that scene staying in. Like, and that's and that's why I think that does hit in such a thing. I mean, it's like it's bang in the middle of the movie where Barbie is she's really rapidly learning things and discovering stuff and then, you know, coming uh, onto new feelings and things like crying and all that. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pivotal. And I guess when it comes back to it, this movie is about a lot of deeper stuff. Aging, death, gender roles, you know, like uh, you know, pressures of being a woman, growing up, um, you know, mother-daughter relationships, all of that kind of stuff. It's there's a lot of stuff here. Not having a vagina, like it's, <laughs> they touch it up briefly. It's it's not a, it's not a big thing, but the like this movie really does sort of get into an existential kind of crisis thing with the barbie character which again i clap my hands and applaud that's the same thing um, I, I applaud this movie for for going there and and, and giving it like literally again comparing it to the lego movie will ferrell will get uh, as well heavy in, the, in those moments where it's like oh wow we're going into like deeper stuff this movie does it like tenfold it like takes that kind of idea and goes, no we're really we're really driving it home it's good all right, so I guess with all that said and done, let's rate Barbie. And I'll throw it over to you. What are you giving this? I I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good when it was first announced. I was interested um, because my girls are fan fans of Barbie. You know, what could this movie be? And for the longest time, I was hoping it was going to be something that they could watch and enjoy themselves. And it ended up being... Just that, yeah, there's a lot to like about this film. Um, on the surface, it's pink, it's colourful and all those things, and there's gags that often land. And, yeah, the, it really does deliver. Yeah, I had a good time with it. I'm going to come in at a, uh, a four out of five on this one. What about yourself? That's completely fair. Now, I'll drag this out as long as possible because why not? Greta Gerwig. Yes, I'm, I'm doing that. Like, I mean, she co-directed a movie. I can't remember what it's called, but she's she's got two solo directing uh, things out there, uh, Lady Bird and Little Women. And now she's doing Barbie. Three very different movies in their own right. But what she's done here, and she's got writing credits as well, that this is, again, smartly written. It's, it's genuinely funny. I mean, look, I'll be honest. There are some jokes that don't always land, but for the majority of the part, the energy is just continues to, to ride. I mean, if anything, if a bit of humor doesn't work, it's probably when they're in the Mattel building, you know, where it kind of, I feel like all the zany stuff should have been kept in Barbie land. And then when they're in the real world, it should have been everything is straight except for Barbie and Ken. But there's still wackiness happening in Mattel and maybe that just is the doorway into like well Mattel is wacky that's who we are but um overall it works again the the messaging the how that's all handled I think 
superb. Um, what Greta Gerwig's doing here and with these actors, you know, like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, like great stuff. They're elevating this to not just, hey, here's a throwaway comedy. It's funny. We had a good time. They're elevating it to that next level of, hey, it's funny. We had a good time and we've got something to say. And the stuff that we're saying is there's a point to it. And the humor that we're that we're bringing in and knocking out of the park is there's something behind it. It's not just hey, we've written a joke. It's there's a there's actually a method to why these jokes are in this movie and what the jokes are saying. This is this is this is great. Um, again, I'm not gonna go crazy all out, but I was coming in exactly where where you are there. I was happy to give this a big fat four out of five. Um, this is a great time go see it if if you're listening if you've come this far we've ruined the whole movie but <laughs> i mean go see it again go see it again so four out of five uh but that's it for our review of barbie if you haven't already check out our other shows rewind and review and sounds like comics each of those shows also have their own facebook pages if you missed it be sure to check out our recent review of mission impossible dead reckoning part one and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Oppenheimer. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu. We'll see you soon. <laughs>